Welcome to another episode of Like a Boss Podcast, where we look at the behind the scenes of jobs. Each episode, I will chat with someone about their occupation, a journey they took, and a day in their life. I am your host, Valerie, and let's get to work. We have another very, very special guest on my podcast. I'm so excited about this one. Before we reveal your occupation and your job, mystery person, can you please give us three hints so our listeners can try to guess your job? Absolutely. My three hints would be hand grasp, heart, and stethoscope. Ooh, okay. Those are all really good. Now we're going to reveal your job. You are a... NICU nurse. A NICU nurse. Awesome. I'm so excited about this one to learn more about it. So this is Abby, my very good friend. I've known We've known each other for a couple years now. Yes. And I'm always so excited to hear her stories. Thank you so much for being on here, Abby. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. If you could explain to us in one sentence what a day in your life looks like or what you do, what would you say about that? As a NICU nurse, which stands for Neonatal Intensive Care Unit, I have the privilege of caring from anywhere from one to four babies each day. And it can be a diverse range of caring for a baby that's doing well and close enough to go home to the highest intensity of critical care. Mm. And so I enjoy the diversity on both of those spectrums. Yeah, I was going to say that is quite a diversity because you get to help with both the condition of the baby, I guess. Mm -hmm. That is really cool. You're the only person I know who has this job. And so that's probably why I'm so fascinated about it because I don't hear much about it. Can you tell me, was there a moment you figured out that you wanted this career? So as far as... NICU specific, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't nest, that was more God's providence and as far as me being a specific NICU nurse, but I can tell you about knowing when I wanted to become a nurse mm-hmm. and it was kind of a full circle journey. I started out young and I remember in second grade, we had to dress up like your career day and my <laughs> oh. mom is a nurse and she was a big inspiration for why I wanted to become one. So back then I dressed up with my mom's college nursing uniform in second grade and I said I wanted to be a nurse. I loved the little toy kit of, you know, the fake band-aid and stethoscope. But as I grew through elementary school, I started loving country music. And so I wanted to be a country music singer. But then when I got in my teenage years, I decided probably not as good to make it as a country music singer. (laughs) I love mysteries, so mm. I then wanted to be an FBI agent. Oh, you did. I could see you as that. Yeah, <laughs> but I thought about if I had to pull the trigger on people to shoot them, that might not be mm. something that I would enjoy doing. So I came back full circle about junior to senior year of high school to see that I wanted to become a nurse. and. I was able to do that by dwindling down to where my talents were. And I really love the arts and sciences, as well as my passion of I knew I wanted to work with people face to face, not really sitting down. I wanted diversity in the job. It kind of came between teacher or nurse. 
kudos to all the teachers out there because you have to have extreme patience, uh, but you also get to have an amazing impact on people's lives. And I think both mm -hmm. in every vocation, but uh, definitely potently for me, teachers and nurses can have a wonderful impact on people's lives. So I decided I wanted to do nursing. And another reason I did that is my mom, as a nurse, I didn't really know what she did in her job in the hospital because I didn't see her there, but I could see how she used those skills in the community or personally to me. So whenever I was sick, she would go above and beyond in taking care of me and just give of herself sacrificially. And maybe I didn't necessarily feel better physically. I felt more comforted emotionally. And that was one reason, as well as sometimes, whether it's sports games or a car, flipped in front of us on the road mm. she was able to be like a first responder and mm. help those people and I thought that was really cool too so all of those culminating together is why I decided I wanted to be a nurse to impact people not in only a physical way but also emotionally and spiritually mm -hmm. yeah you stated a lot of really bold points there and especially going back to your mom being a nurse, like a first responder, I feel like that's also very comforting just to have somebody around you when you're sick. You're like, okay, I know I'm going to get better because she knows what she's doing. I bet your mom is really proud of you because she's like a girl after my own heart. <laughs> yes, so. I do believe so. That is really cool. So junior and senior year, you kind of had an idea because mm -hmm. you followed in your mom's footsteps but you still had, I mean, the country singer, you still wanted to be, probably still a dream to this day, right? I certainly love to sing country music, whether that's in public or not, <laughs> maybe less so on one side, but yeah, uh, I don't think I'll be that one day, but <laughs> I, you never know. I had the clear vision later in high school of nursing was the mm -hmm. route I was going to take. Mm -hmm. Okay, so after kind of getting a feel for nursing uh, junior and senior year of high school, what did you do after you graduated? Were you like, hey, I know where I'm going to college and what I'm doing? Or did you kind of have some rough paths to go through before you reached your nursing career? I actually went straight to college after I graduated okay. high school. And I was very intentional since I did know that I wanted to do nursing uh, instead of going to the college that everybody was going to or other reasons why you would go to certain colleges. Mm -hmm. I scoped out the nursing schools at various colleges to see their mission statements, their visions, how many of their students actually pass the NCLEX oh, to yeah. go on to becoming a nurse. And as far as the three top nursing schools, I ended up choosing Samford University in Birmingham because okay. I definitely related and resounded with their mission statement the most. And they had excellent numbers of nurses coming out of that school doing very well. So that is where I ended up going straight after I uh, graduated high school. Awesome. Were you accepted to a lot of colleges? So it was a tough decision or you kind of knew? I believe, so I can't remember specifically, mm -hmm. but I feel like I probably applied to five um, maybe I got accepted to those, but the top three that I do remember making the important decision of yeah. was between Auburn, Samford, and Georgia College and State University. Okay. Yeah, those are good options and good options for our listeners who are interested in nursing. Um, did you go for four years or what is the appropriate 
time and years to become what you are? Absolutely. It depends on which program you choose as Mm -hmm. well as the prerequisites. So four years, I actually, some of the prerequisites for me doing AP and dual enrollment prior in one summer class, I went through it in three and a half years instead of four just to be able to save a little money. But if you take an accelerated program nowadays, you can do it in about a year and a half, I believe, potentially. So it just kind of depends what you're able to handle and how fast. I mean, it was plenty fast enough when I did it in three and a half years. So uh, a lot of kudos to anybody who takes that accelerated (laughs) track. Yeah. But that is cool that you can have I guess there's options that come with that. There's people who, to fit more of their financial needs, but also how much time they really have to do schooling. So that's cool. You had that choice to do it three and a half instead of the full extensive four years. Mm -hmm. So throughout college, besides just working really hard and studying to try to pass all your exams, did you have any jobs or internships that propelled you toward, I guess, towards life, but also that you thought helped you to get closer to your job? Oh, well, this is an interesting question that I have a fun, very Abby-like answer to. Oh, yay. (laughs) Um, I only had one job, and it was on the side, and it all sprouted from me walking by this toy shop in one of the towns near Birmingham called Mountain Brook. Mm-hmm. And it was called a tiny kingdom, and it had basically like a Cinderella castle emblem for its storefront. And so I took a picture in front of it because anybody who knows me knows I really love fairy tales and Disney things. Uh, I did get to live my dream, maybe not in the official sense, but I did get to dress up like a Disney princess for little kids' birthday parties and Aww. be that princess, sing some of their songs, and make cupcakes. So that was. The Lord's been very gracious in my life in a handful of different ways to help some of my dreams come true. And that was a really awesome small job on the side. Just sometimes they would say, hey, we have this party. And I would go and dress up like a princess. Oh, my goodness. You're right. That is such an Abby answer because you love Disney. You love anything magical. Mm. That's how I've known you when I've met you. And you bring that to your job. So that's really cool that you could live that out. So that was during college, right? Yes, that was during college. Mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily have another job more specific to nursing, but mm-hmm. I do, in nursing school, you have clinicals once you get towards the last one or two years where you are in the hospital and doing internships in a way, not mm-hmm. paid, but you're oh. going to all these different floors and kind of getting a feel for what they look like. And the great thing with nursing, it's one degree, one major, but there are so many different opportunities and ways to fulfill that degree. So as a nursing degree, you kind of are taught in many, many different areas, but then you choose to specialize. Like I specialize in the NICU. In nursing school, I probably had maybe three lectures on the NICU, but you can specialize in the emergency room or in labor and delivery or with children or with the elderly. So the nursing degree, you can use it in so many different ways. And that's another cool thing about the job is maybe you like to go to different places. Hey, I'll work for a few years with the babies and then I want to go to the cardiac ICU with adults because that seems like really fun. That's not me. It probably would be really hard for me to leave the babies. (laughs) But you get a lot of diversity with that one degree, which is nice. Okay. Yeah, that is really nice. We can use a degree towards a lot of different dreams and goals. So was there a person 
during college who brought you towards going to NICU nurse? Or did you just kind of figure it out on your own? So it was more so the hospital that I was drawn to. And Mm. so I work at Advent Health for Children in Orlando. And the NICU is actually the only option at that hospital. So my first option would have been pediatric cancer, which they call the HEMOC unit. And I got that option in Alabama at the Children's Hospital there. But in my last semester of nursing school, we read a book, If Disney Ran Your Hospital. It was (laughs) written by the vice president of, it was called Florida Hospital back then. And just the way that he wrote in that book of how to create a positive culture in a hospital and how to run it well. Yes, it is a business and that's important to have the finances, but it's also more emphatically a service. And if you really go above and beyond in giving excellent service, not only to your patients and their families, but to your employees as well, then you're really going to create a positive culture. And it's very easy if the finances are the priority of a hospital and how it's run, that it's going to be a negative culture. So it was really important for me to find a hospital that had a positive culture, as well as this hospital has a wonderful mission statement to extend the healing ministry of Christ Mm -hmm. and to provide holistic care. So not just coming in and, you know, getting that IV in the first try and then deuces, I did my physical care, (laughs) but being able to be there for that person in a spiritual and emotional way, because another reason why I love nursing is I get to be there for somebody in some of their darkest times Mm -hmm. and walk through that with them and try to be a light or just help them not be alone through that. Right, exactly. How did you hear about the hospital having that job opening? Yes, that's a great question. So I was not intending to apply to Advent Health, which was Florida Hospital back then. I tried to my sophomore year, I believe, when I first heard about this hospital that another thing that's obviously drawn me to it is Disney has partnered with the Children's Hospital. Yes. So when I heard that there was a Disney Children's Hospital, I was definitely trying to go shadow in that (laughs) Uh during my spring break. But especially in the medical field, it's hard to be able to shadow somebody or observe somebody without having an inner tie or an inner connection. So I tried, but it didn't work. So I just thought, okay, this wasn't meant to be. But my last clinical group, one of the girls in it said, I'm going to apply to Florida Hospital. It's like, wait, from the book that we had in our management class, (laughs) like in Orlando, the one that's a Disney Children's Hospital. And she said, yeah, I'm going to apply to that one. I said, oh, my goodness, all I need. I don't like doing things by myself. Mm -hmm. I just need one person to go with. And Mm -hmm. that gets me in. So I was like, oh, my goodness. She said, you should apply with me too, and we can do it together. That's all I needed. Yeah. But by God's providence, she ended up with family situations not being able to apply. So I did, and I got in, and she was doing other things. But a funny way of the Lord working things out is she actually lives in the apartment complex that you and I live in right now. Oh, really? So it's cool how I just met her in the laundry room one day, like, Hey, you brought me <laughs> down here, but we never connected, right. but here we are connected oh, again. Oh, fun. Oh, my goodness. So thanks to your friend. That's what we need friends for. <laughs> it's just kind of like mm-hmm. give us a boost yeah. and so you could apply there. After you applied, what did the hiring process look like? I remember being scared out of my mind. <laughs> Probably because it was your 
Was it your first job out of college? Yes. yes. Wow. This is my first job Impressive. out of college. So I drove down here. My dad drove down here with me for the face-to-face interview. They were going to call me the day before with a phone interview through HR. Okay. And the previous interview I did for Children's Alabama that I actually had received and they had said, yes, we'll hire you, but I was waiting for this interview Mm. long enough to where the point the Alabama hospital said, if you don't tell us now, we're going to start looking for somebody else. Oh, wow. So I decided to take a leap of faith and say, no, I really want to interview here. And so you can go ahead and do that. And I will let you know as soon as I come to a decision after this interview. And so driving here with my dad, I was listening and my my heart song at that time was Trust in You by, goodness, what's her name? Lauren Daigle? Yes, okay. Lauren, Lauren Daigle. Daigle. I love her. Because I was potentially disregarding the job in my dream unit mm-hmm. in Alabama yeah. for me to interview here and potentially not get the job here wow. if they said no to me. Mm-hmm. But I just really felt a strong calling to try to work at this amazing hospital. Mm -hmm. So I ended up having that phone interview and oh my goodness, that was really hard. It (laughs) was really, really hard to the point where I brought up my laptop that night. I told my dad when I got off the phone, it's like, oh my goodness, I failed. They're not going to hire me, dad. This is so bad. And in the background, you know, I said no, like, Okay, you can go on and start interviewing others, but I'll tell you as soon as I can. Mm -hmm. So potentially I could still keep the Alabama job, but I was studying all my notes from the three classes I got on NICU, uh, three (laughs) lectures, lectures, because there was some pretty specific questions they were asking me, like, these are your three cases, what would you prioritize doing first and why? So really specific, not necessarily Mm -hmm. character questions or why questions, but some tough medical questions. (laughs) And so I was like, man, if that is what the phone interview is like, I can't even imagine what it's going to be face to face tomorrow. And it's so sweet. Oh, I'm a daddy's girl. He tried to make me feel better because I was really down after that phone interview. And he took me to one of my favorite places. It's where I would always choose to go for my birthday, the Kobe Steakhouse, Japanese Steakhouse. Yes, I was just there the other night. So good. And I was so nervous and anxious, thoughting I failed it already. Mm. I wasn't even really hungry. And so that really went a lot to say, taking me to my favorite restaurant, but I'm still really kind of... (laughs) Yeah. Just stressed out and not able to to focus. (laughs) You're like eating your stress away at that place. So, but, oh, what a beautiful relief it was. The easiest interview of my life in person. Oh, Oh, good. When I went in person the next day, basically they asked me three questions. Was why Florida Hospital? Okay. Why the NICU? Uh And what's your most memorable clinical experience? Oh, wow. And Those are nice questions. Yeah. Those are the only three questions. Nothing hard about what does the golden hour mean or all these other things. (laughs) And then after me answering those three questions, the manager proceeded to basically sell the NICU to me. And what he said, I never forget. And I said, this is totally the place for me. I don't know if I said that full out to him, but he said, we can teach anybody clinical skills. What we care about is having people who really care 
come and be a part of our unit and are going to be able to create those trusting relationships with the families and extend the healing ministry of Christ. And yeah. I, in my heart, it's like, oh my goodness, this is exactly what I oh, want. Thank you. The, yeah. d- the dots connected. Mm-hmm. And so that You're was, like, that's me. Yeah. That's me. Hire me. Yeah. <laughs> So, and they hired me pretty much after that interview. Wow. So and it was just the phone call that was just like the most stress out of anything. Yes. To get there. It hmm. was, it was definitely a rough phone call and a wonderful relief in person interview. Yeah. That's awesome. And you got the job. I did. So congrats to that. Thank you. How many years have you been working there? Five years. Five years now? That's right. Wow. I'm I'm amazed at myself. It's five yeah. years in Florida, five years at my job, mm. and but I'm loving it. I'm I'm glad you can stick around at a, at the same location for five years. So you got your your job. Do you remember what your first day was like? Was there anything embarrassing, or were you really nervous? Yes, I can definitely tell you an embarrassing story. Oh, I would love to hear my first day. For any of you who've never been to this campus, it is humongous. The Advent Health South location, many different large buildings, and the NICU at that time was inconspicuously located in between multiple buildings, and you'd have to take all these different back alleyways almost (laughs) in the hospital to get to the NICU. Okay. And so I got there early to make sure my first day, you know, don't exactly. want to be late. No, you don't. But I forgot how to get there. <laughs> and so there were three no. other graduate nurses that had been hired with me. And I was like texting and calling them like, oh my goodness, I don't know how to get there. I got to get there in the next 10 minutes or I'm going to be late. Oh no. And I was asking people. So I finally, with one of the girls helps from calling her, she's like, oh, go this way, go that way. Oh, so I, I was so able nice. to get there, but it was cutting it real close. Oh, no. And I couldn't believe, duh, you should know how to get to the place where you should work. Right, right. It was such a after big place. That, hopefully after that one day, That's right. you knew where to go. That's right. I did. Oh, again, thank God for friends so mm-hmm. they can help you up. So you ended up being like on time and everything was okay? It was a while back, so I don't remember specifically, but I know I wasn't that late if I was. Maybe a minute or two or yeah. gotten there Ooh. right before it was too late. So. I have definitely done that before. Like I'm like, oh, I'll get there early and everything will be fine. I can meet with people. And then either, like, I can't find my car keys or, like, my car breaks down or, like, mm-hmm. something always has to happen. So it's, like, the stress level just goes out of the roof. It's mm-hmm. unbelievable. But I'm glad you figured it out. And, you know, worse things could have happened. So I'm glad That's <laughs> you right. made it. That's right. So now you get to work with babies every day, mm-hmm. right? I do. And <clears throat> how often do you work every day with them? Do you work a couple days a week? So as a full-time nurse, you usually, it depends on the hospital and your unit, how they want to run it, but a a good handful of nurses will work three 12-hour shifts a week. So I get four off days, but three long days at work. Mm -hmm. But as a nurse, usually you're not just sitting around twiddling your thumbs Mm -hmm. or sitting down all day. So it goes by fast because you always are doing something, Mm -hmm. usually. Except for I had a lovely assignment the other day, and I actually was sitting down for a long time because I never got a new baby. I was supposed to get a new baby if they were born and needed to be admitted. So I just did a lot of computer education that I needed to do. Okay. But that's on the rare occasion. Mm -hmm. You're usually always up and about and doing stuff. Mm -hmm. And so it makes the time go by fast. You feel like you're always learning something new. 
you know? yes. You can yeah. certainly always be learning. There's millions of different conditions and mm. uh, things that can go awry. And so mm. you're always learning. Do you usually work by yourself or are you usually with a team? As the group of nurses, unless a baby is extremely sick, you're never going to have more than one nurse to a baby. Oh, okay. But we work close to each other and we partner with your buddies. So say when they're going to eat lunch, I watch my buddies, mm. babies, if they need anything or mm. if I'm having a really tough day and my partner nurse sitting near me is finished with her task, then she may say, hey, Abby, what can I do for you? I see mm -hmm. you're really doing a lot right now. And so there's wonderful camaraderie in that, but also you have multidisciplinary people in the unit. So you have a doctor that'll be assigned to my babies, oh, practitioners, okay. the pharmacist, occupational therapy, physical therapy, speech therapy. So you'll see oh. a wide array of people that help take care of each baby. And it kind of just depends on the timing. If they get that therapy that day, then I'll get to see one of my therapy friends. Nice. Um, or we have rounds every day where the whole team, the doctor, practitioner, nurse, pharmacist, nutritionist, will all discuss the plan of care for that baby that day. Yeah, so that baby definitely gets a lot of company and friends. <laughs> yes. Aw, that's sweet. So you mentioned when you have a tough day at work or, I mean, obviously you love it because you've been there five years, but obviously in every single job, there is a tough day. What would be like the hardest day out of this job that you would see? We often will have the parents there and this baby is basically their heart on the bed. Right. And sometimes they will not trust the medical team. And especially if it's being passive aggressive towards the medical team, that's when it can be really tough mm -hmm. for me. That's something where it's kind of you're walking on eggshells and I'm trying to create peace, but sometimes it's, it's just really, it can be really tough and a really hard day and can be emotionally stressful and draining. And then another one would be for babies that are inconsolable. So that could be because they're withdrawing from drugs that mom took or... Wow other reasons and they just all day are crying but if you're doing that for many hours and everything you do is still not helping you can kind of feel a little helpless yeah. in the situation and just feel like I gotta tap out but you can't <laughs> you gotta be there to take care of the baby so that can be a tough thing those are kind of my two top hard things that I would have in the job. Yeah oh my goodness those are two very challenging things to go through because it's not just what you mentioned is not just taking taking care of the baby, but you're also dealing with, I guess, the family's circumstance and the past circumstance that the family was in. Mm -hmm. And like if the mom was making bad choices about drugs or if you do have to deal with the parents, it's like you have to deal with the whole family to try to figure out what to do for this one little baby. Those were two really good answers for a bad day, I guess. What would you say if there's something that you learned either in high school or college, one major thing that you learned in your life that you have brought to your career? I would say something that I learned in college, a big life lesson. Mm. I am an optimist at heart, but I learned in college not to just kind of blanket over the hurt in life with, you know, you can do that with God's promises and just keep on trying to encourage yourself. But sometimes you can do that and sweep the pain under the rug 
and it just kind of bottles up and you Mm. don't deal with it. And I thought that if I did express my pain and question God or be angry at the situation, that that was a sin. However, in college, I realized from various Psalms, especially Psalm 73, Mm. that the Lord calls us to come to him and share our hearts. He already knows what's under the rug in our hearts, whether we declare it to him or not. Mm -hmm. So learning how to deal with hurt, not to belittle it. I also learned in me trying to help other people through tough times, and I would just try to share things with them to make them happy and not feel sad anymore. But a lot of times I was demeaning their struggle. And so I learned uh, a very important lesson about that in college. And I definitely take that with me to the NICU, especially for these parents. They're going through some really tough, tough times. And sometimes the hardest time where they may not be able to have their child make it. And so Mm -hmm. I walk them through the death of their child Mm -hmm. as well. And so learning and being able to discern how can I be there for them and what is the right things to say to not belittle or demean this tough journey that they're walking through, but to remind them of the hope and what they can hold on to. And sometimes that's just being silent and not saying anything and just Mm -hmm. holding their hand. Mm -hmm. That's something that I I brought with me Mm -hmm. to the NICU. That's definitely a really good piece of advice for a lot of people who are pursuing any job. Mm Mm-hmm. What are the usually the ages? Are they usually newborn babies? Yes. So we'll take babies right from birth. Most okay. of them need medical care right from birth. But we will take babies up to seven days old after birth. Wow. Uh, so babies. that's from being born. However, once a baby's with us, they may stay with us for quite a long time. Mm. We are able to take care of them up to one year of age. Most babies don't have to be there that long. I just know a handful that have had to be there for one year, and then we transfer them to the pediatric ICU. But depending on the reason why they're there, they may be there for a few hours, a few days, a couple weeks. Hmm. They may be up there for about seven months. Wow. I took care of a girl yesterday that just recently had her half birthday. So she's been there for quite a while. Wow. So she's been there ever since she was born? Yes. Okay. Once we discharge them from the NICU, they don't come back to us unless it's within seven days. Okay. So we'll take them right when they're born up to seven days old. But once they're discharged, unless they have to come back within a week, Mm -hmm. they would then go to the pediatric Mm -hmm. ICU. And with these babies, how, I guess, going back to a day in your life is... When you say you take care of them or you're a nurse for them, mm-hmm. is does that inc- what does that include? Are you giving them medicine? Are you holding them? I know you sing to them too a lot. Yes. But uh, what do you do to, to try to make these babies feel better? It depends on how old they are because mm-hmm. especially the majority of babies on our unit are premature. The brain is one of the last body organs to fully develop. Mm-hmm. And so really all the way up to term age, which was 40 weeks. So how I treat and love a baby that's 22 weeks compared to a baby that's 33 weeks. The 33-weeker is going to have more capacity to listen to, for say, if I want to sing a song to them or Mm -hmm. if I want to hold them. But a 22-weeker is, the younger you are, the more sensitive your senses are. So uh, babies are very, especially our NICU babies, every touch 
we give makes an impact and it could be positive or negative. And that's a council that I'm a part of called the Developmental Committee. Mm -hmm. And we try to advocate for our baby's developmental care, which is care of their brains, because almost kind of like Play-Doh, how we care for them is going to impact the quality of the rest of their life. And Mm -hmm. so we really, in all aspects, so if you think of all your different senses, light, sound, touch, smell, all those different things do affect our babies, especially the the tiniest of them. So, mm-hmm. but what it would look like for me is I do tend to love to sing to them. So, yeah. and that just makes me happy too. And mm-hmm. it's usually a Disney song. And so mm-hmm. we're not going for any type of rock, screamo, <laughs> crazy. We want it to be kind no. of lullaby-ish. Right. My go-tos are A Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes. Oh, good one. In the morning, I like to say, sing, when will my life begin? But that's a little oh, faster yeah. song from Tangled. So <laughs> they need to be a little older for them, to, for them to be able to handle that, mm-hmm. that one. But even at such a young age, the first developmental stage that they have to be able to pass is trust. We're trying to develop trust even with this very tiny baby. And there's ways that you can do that by not just what we call flip and strip. Like if you think you're nice and tucked, snug in your bed and the lights are down low. We're thinking of a baby here that's in mom's womb, soundproof in your fetal position, all snug. And then if somebody were to come wake you up, and turn the lights on, put some cold water on you, say, wake up, wake up, I hey, hate that. strip you, flip you. That would not, that would be a pretty stressful way right. to wake up, right? Exactly. Now to the nth degree for a premature baby. So it's much better to come, not blare the lights, but maybe place your hand on them. Mm-hmm. If you think somebody came in and placed their hand on you and say, mm-hmm. good morning, Val, it's time to wake up. It's going to be okay. And so we try to touch them and have kind of a, a verbal 10-second touch and talking to them to help them say it's going to be okay so their brain doesn't connect touch to this cold stethoscope or mm. people coming in is a stressful thing, and I don't like that. So we try to develop that trust, and they, they certainly get to know your voices too, especially if you primary nurse, which is a wonderful option. If a family really likes you on our unit, they can say, hey, can Val please take care of my baby whenever she works? And so for the most time when you come to work, you'll be able to take care of that baby. And the baby certainly knows the mom and dad's voice very well. So they'll always Mm, have a preference for that and be able to recognize that. Such an amazing creation, even in the youngest form, in the smallest form what their body has the capacity to do and understand mm-hmm. is is pretty miraculous. It made me think of Dr. Seuss, right? A person's a person no matter how small. Absolutely. That's what it made me think of. It's like even as an infant, they know. They know <laughs> the difference between cold water and a harsh light and a, and a soft touch. Mm. Having trust, growing trust in them, even with an infant, that's the first step you said when you when you're taking care of the baby? That's something that is important to me and that's what we try to advocate through the developmental committee Mm -hmm. that uh, yes it's about the physical care Mm -hmm. but the effect on the brain you don't really see that until they get to about two years of age and Mm. you see developmental milestones and 
kind of the quality of their development in their brain. Mm -hmm. So that's something why I have a passion for it because it does affect how they, their quality of life in their future. So what I shared is the best way to help develop that trust and not connect pathways in their brain of stress involved with shoving the bottle in their mouth. And mm. so now they have food yeah. aversion because we forced them to do right. this and now it's stressful mm -hmm. or anytime somebody comes and touches me, I'm going to freak out because I know I'm always moved and, and it's not fun and it's stressful rather than saying, Oh, now my mom's singing me the song. She always sings to me. And even though my diaper is going to be changed, I know it's okay. Mm -hmm. And that's something that they can understand even mm -hmm. at a small age. Mm -hmm. Um, but for the ones that are older and closer to going home and doing well, I definitely love getting to hold them and Aww. sing songs and feed them bottles. And yep. so there's yeah. a very diverse range of all the different things we get to care, but mm -hmm. we'll do a full body assessment, listen to more our stethoscope, do measurements, weigh them, mm -hmm. test their reflexes. So the hand grasp was one of my hints. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. I was like, since you said that was part of your hint, yes. can you explain that? So every baby, uh, unless there's some kind of deep neuro disorder or something, no matter how small, if you place a finger in their hand, they're most always going to grasp it. Aww. And so that's one of so my sweet. favorite things with the babies. And Aww. another one that I really like, I call it the Mowgli smile. So for any Disney fans out there that have watched the Jungle, Jungle Book, Book, the cartoon yes. version, uh, there's a time in it where Mowgli kind of crinkles his nose a little bit and gives a half smile. And the premature babies, that is how they smile. And so I always <laughs> think of it as the Mowgli smile, but Aww. your heart just warms whenever you see a oh, baby yeah. smile. Yeah, and so now it, every time you watch Jungle Book and you're like, oh, my babies. Yes. <laughs> they have the Mowgli smile. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's sweet. It's Yeah, I do agree. It's important for them to feel safe, especially when they're in a hospital. And so you can take care of them. You can be like the mother while the mother is away. So That's right. So for somebody who is possibly thinking about this career and this job, what type of personality or what type of person would you recommend this to? I would say you don't want to be a nurse unless you have a passion to be a nurse. If you're just doing it because it's a job that will always be there and play blah, blah. The job that will always be there and pays well. Oh, yeah. It's, it's not about the money, huh? It is going to be a tough journey in your yep. nursing career. Um, one of the biggest things that really was surprising to me as I started clinicals in nursing school, so actually now you're in the hospital seeing what it's actually like to be a nurse, is the emotional com component mm -hmm. to being a nurse. I really didn't realize. I thought it was a lot physical and yes I would kind of bring my character to it but you're going to definitely have some emotional stress placed on you through various different ways and it's a people job so you have to be good with knowing how to talk with people especially if you're great at being calm in intense intense situations and if you're good at math and science those are two great if you like both of those things you'll definitely use them in the medical field as a nurse good to know. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, I mean, I feel like you could be introverted or extroverted to be a great nurse. Uh, so we have both of those things on our unit and it's nice yin and yang to have both of those types of characters. You just always want to have the reason because you are going to have tough days and you're going to have situations as a nurse that are going to make you think about some of the toughest questions in life. 
And for me, specifically in a NICU, it would be seeing on the tough days when babies are really sick, or maybe you have a really tough social situation, or a baby that doesn't make it. Well, everybody, no matter who they are, what their belief is, they're going to question why. Right, yeah. How could this helpless, innocent little baby deserve to die? Mm -hmm. That's something that you could never give a good reason why something like that would happen. Yeah. But I think it's, that's why I didn't list that on the hardest day of my job is because it's an amazing privilege to be a part of such a sacred thing like that. Mm. It makes you think about really important life questions. What is life and what is death? And the only thing I found that I can rest in is the character of my God. He says that he is good and he is wise. And if I believe he's sovereign, then I will trust him. Even when I can't understand a good reason why something like s some of these situations you may come to be a part of as a nurse to see, the only thing I can rest in is the character of my God. You'll have good challenges to work through as a nurse because you're going to see some tough things. But if you have that one golden reason of why you want to be a nurse, mm. always coming back to that is what helps me through the tough days and always having a good community around you to share the love of the Lord with you tangibly mm -hmm. and to be there for you. And uh, you don't always get to hear or see the fruits of your labor, but sometimes you may have families that say, oh, I want to keep in touch with you, and you get to see their oh, baby really? you see when, as they grow up, Aww. yes, and so, That's and so hear sweet. how you've impacted them, right? and yeah. so those are wonderful treasures and gifts to be mm -hmm. able to see some of the fruit of what you did and how it impacted somebody's mm -hmm. life in mm -hmm. a special way. Yeah, you really do make a big impact. I really look up to and respect all nurses and all doctors and just all people who sacrifice their time and just basically their lives to care for others. You do a good job as at talking about God and how you mentioned it is hard knowing the why of why people mm -hmm. die and why he takes and people and, and when he does just being there for them and explaining well we'll never really know but it's all in his timing well abby you definitely sound like a boss in your <laughs> job in your career would you say you feel like a boss <laughs> well i that that's a lovely term to coin to it <laughs> uh, i will take it if that's what you want to do oh yes <laughs> you sound like one you look like one too i mean you know so much and you were able to get past that stressful interview and get this at your first job yeah. and mm -hmm. so you're definitely a boss i had a wonderful time chatting with you and i really hope the listeners learned a lot and if there's any nurses out there you can always bring in your questions for abby but thank you so much for being on this podcast my pleasure thanks so much for having me Bye.